0: and welcome to Dark Pages Podcast.
1: This is episode number uh uh episode one right episode one I got it I got it I did it episode one of of Dark Pages Podcast it's uh it's also April 23rd
0: 2016 and we are talking about Dark Souls specifically the mechanical aspect who are we? We are Gord and Justin of Red Pages Podcast. Yeah, this
1: is our first spinoff podcast, our first step into a wider podcasting world.
0: Anyway, uh, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about the uh, the, the mechanical aspects. And, and
1: level design
0: of Souls And uh, how the game is teaching you the player.
1: Yeah, so that means that we're not going to talk about any of the boring stuff that doesn't matter, like lore or <laughs> uh, visual aesthetics of a level, unless they tie into... Uh, the way that it's designed mechanically. We're not going to... We were going to go through zones in this podcast. And we're not going to talk about every zone necessarily. Because not every it's zone is... Uh, so much to talk about in uh, Ash Lake. Yeah. Not every zone is like teaching you something new mechanically. Or designed to inform the player of something. So the first zone that we're covering today is the first zone in the game. The Undead Asylum. It's where the game teaches you how to play the game.
0: Although it does that for much of the game. Right. It teaches you the very basics of combat. This is the part of the game where there are a bunch of signs in the ground that tell you literally how to swing your weapon.
1: Right. Right. There are a bunch of the of messages through the in-game message system that are from the developers. And I guess they, they, they show up even if you're offline. They're just yeah. tutorial messages. And uh, you won't see many of these after this zone, but they they are literally just like, press R to block, or whatever. Hold L2 while running, then press L3 to jump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something like that, yeah.
1: Perform a down attack, then a right forward attack, then a fierce attack, <laughs> in order to perform Hadoken.
0: Yep. All right. So after you've skipped the cutscene, you uh, find yourself in a very narrow room, and this is the very beginning. And already we have reached a uh, an area of contention. Right. So
1: you can't. You're locked in the cell. You can't get out until you interact with the lo- the glowing object. Which right. I guess this teaches you what pickups in the world look like.
0: And that is not a necessary lesson to teach. Right. You.
1: Dark Souls is a game that I believe presumes you have some literacy with video games already. This is not anybody's first rodeo when it comes to playing a video game.
0: Yeah, it's at the level of press the A button to interact with something. Right. But uh, if you do not recognize that this is an item that you can pick up, you can't play the game. Can't leave. You need to get
1: get good before
0: you can (laughs) leave this room. So whether or not this is a valuable lesson, uh, you are still being tested on it and you will have your progress. Uh, I think this is the only place where your progress is limited like that. Like in in, uh, in future points in the game, if you fail at a test, you can go die and else. start over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: so you have you to then you, you get out, you run through this hallway full of dudes who are technically enemies but are all non-hostile. And presumably if you're a new player, you're going to be scared of these things and kill them. They die yep. really easily. They don't really fight back unless you give them a lot of time, and they give almost no experience. But you'll you know, you, you'll see that you're, you've you got a little meter at the bottom that fills up as you kill those dudes. I guess the numbers go up. And it's a video game, so numbers going up is a good thing. You know that. And uh, eventually you
0: traverse you don't You path. don't get to use those for a long time.
1: No. Nope. Not until you clear the entire uh, opening area.
0: So you get to the first bottom and fire eventually. Most likely you will lose them. Yep.
1: The first bonfire, it has, you know says, rest at bonfire to restore health. And does it say restore Estus as well? I think it says rest, recover Estus. Rest at first, I don't think it does,
0: because you don't it. have Estus yet.
1: Oh, right, you don't. But it's, no, it's what it says is, like, to recover health, uh, enemies respawn when you rest at a bonfire. It does say that. Mm. Uh, I think those are two separate messages, but I don't remember off the top of my head. So you... you rest of the bonfire and there's only there's an obvious path here so you can explore this room that the bonfire is in it's this sort of open courtyard area but everything there is 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 locked or closed down except for the giant obvious double doors in front of you
0: the uh the door on the side says it does not open from this side
1: yep so if you stand around in this area you will hear a large crashing and there's a little bit of i think screen shake maybe and that happens you know repeatedly you don't know what that is but it's just part of the environment at this point but when you walk through those double doors your first major encounter of the game happens
0: right this uh this is interesting that they put a bonfire so close to this this real threat mm-hmm. the first real enemy that you fight and he's really big right and you can actually
1: uh see him standing waiting for you to approach like the, what like the halfway point of the room where it triggers his behavior to jump down from the ceiling. I had a friend who, like I said, I was who played through this I don't know, a week or two ago, and she... I, I don't know if she knew that he was there or what, but she, like, very, very slowly and carefully ran to the side of the room and walked around the perimeter, trying to not aggro him. Huh. And, of course, like, he just... she crossed that invisible line, and he just jumped down anyway.
0: It's interesting that she so early in the game was looking at alternate methods of dealing with enemies. Yeah. Because later, later, much, much later, you realize that uh, most of the enemies are meaningless because you can just run past them to get to your, uh, your goal. This giant demon, the Asylum Demon,
1: jumps down. Will kill you. Yeah, he will. He's going to kill you. uh, Unless you're really, really good.
0: You haven't picked up your class weapon yet. Yeah,
1: you have, you have only a broken sword, which does like, what, two damage?
0: It's not enough to see his health meter drop.
1: Right. Uh, if you do kill him here, you get a cool weapon, but there's no way that you're going to do that. It will take you an hour. There is
0: a way to cheese it based on your starting gifts, mm-hmm. but there is mm, no... No new player no... is
1: going to be doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, part of the reason I think that they put that bonfire so close to the first enemy is to teach you, to, you know, they're like, oh, you, I can just try again. Like, it's not, yeah. It's not a big deal that I died.
0: This trains you into a new way of thinking about the value of your life.
1: Or if it doesn't, it's the first indication that you get of that.
0: You, uh, you're going to go walk in there, and you're going to die, and then you're going to pop up again, and you're going to walk back in. And this might be the first time that you see your... Oh, I guess it probably it, will be it, the first time you see a blood stain. Probably. Yep. Uh, this, this big glowing green thing. And uh, obviously you've you've already been taught to interact with big glowy things. And uh, so that might teach you, hey, when you die, you can go back and pick up your souls. Uh, it also teaches you that uh, the only thing that you drop is your souls. Yep, you're not gonna, you're not gonna lose all of your equipment, for example. So
1: there's a developer message here that says run. Run. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this, this foe is beyond you, probably. Yeah. Uh, and you can just run through a little door on the side of the room and it will lock behind you and the Asylum Demon will be roaring in frustration, unable to pursue you and you can sort of go through the rest of the level
0: this is a lesson that you will learn over and over again that uh, exercising observ- observational skills uh, is super useful and will always reward you
1: it also you know, start- shows you that combat is not always the answer hmm <laughs> Yeah. And I, I can see, like, if you don't see that door, if you're just a person who never sees that door, you'll just probably bounce off of this game.
0: Mm. Because
1: why... Like, I heard this game was hard, but the first enemy here is literally impossible. There's no way I'll ever kill this guy. This game is garbage. I don't understand how anyone likes this game.
0: <laughs> and now, you know, now that we've played through several times, uh, that, is, uh, that is a fun challenge. You know, hey... Can I, can I kill him within 30 minutes with a broken sword? Yeah. But it's just like...
1: I don't know why... I don't know why they, they did this before putting a couple actual enemies... Other than those zombies that don't fight back. But maybe it's just sort of a way to tell the player what sort of game this is.
0: Yeah. Uh, in Dark Souls 2, the first time you die... And you're going to die. You get an achievement. You get an achievement that yeah. <laughs> says, this is Dark Souls.
1: Yeah. Which I think that that was funny. And I'm glad they didn't do that in Dark Souls <laughs> 3 again.
0: Mm. Like, that that wouldn't have been funny a second time. Yeah. It, uh, it would have been funny the first time in Dark Souls 1. I think... But I guess in Dark Souls 2, it's more of a, a callback. It's, right, a, it's, a, it's a way it's of a letting you know. nod to the community.
1: Yeah. Yep. Aha, this game is hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this game is magnificently unfair in a lot of ways, and you have to develop strategies to deal with that. And
1: you say it's magnificently I mean, unfair, but like I think it's entirely fair.
0: Mm. It just feels like it is. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it is magnificently punishing of the slightest mistakes. Sure. And I guess I guess that's technically fair.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just play perfectly, man. What what's yep. what's the problem? So you mm. you go through these this twisting little maze of passages similar to the one that led up to the Asylum Demon, uh, you, go, you you find another bonfire, which uh, I guess teaches you that there are more than one bonfire in the world. But it serves as your, serves as your checkpoint, so you don't have to f- go through the Asylum Demon again. And you come across an archer at the end of a long hallway. And there are little alcoves you can hide in along the hallway, and there's a developer message that says, Get your shield.
0: This is important. The developer message shows up before... You are under fire from the archer. Right. So,
1: yeah. So, like, you could see that message, and be like, wh- "Okay, what does that mean? Where do I? I don't have a shield. I know. Like, between getting uh, what is like your your starting gear or whatever, and getting that key to unlock your door, the door in the very beginning, you'll probably have opened up your pause menu at some point and looked at your gear. And if you haven't, this is a good opportunity to teach you to do that.
0: Yeah. So you turn around the corner, and you realize that there is a threat, and uh, you jump behind some cover, which is very conveniently located, and there's a shield there, and you pick it up. Yep. And in that room, there is a message that says, uh, press start to change your gear.
1: Yep. If you haven't figured that out already. And the menu navigation in this game is not super good. Like, the the layout of menus is not great. And scrolling through items is not... Yeah, it's passable but it's not great. So mm. the giving you this little alcove and time because that there's a skeleton shooting a I guess not a skeleton, it's a zombie shooting at you. He will not pursue you into that alcove. And once you have your shield, this guy you just hold your shield up and walk towards him and he'll he'll die real fast.
0: Yeah, he runs away.
1: He does, but he doesn't he run ran, that far. He yeah, he starts to run away and then he's just like, "Oh, well, nowhere else to run." And then you stab him. <laughs> In, in, in the first instance of a popular Dark Souls message,
0: revenge. If you, uh, let's see, I guess it depends on what class you take. If you take the, uh, if, if you take Warrior and you get the Longsword, I don't think that there's enough room in the hallway where you have to engage him. Like, he forces you to follow him that hallway. I think, uh, I, I think that I, I did. I, I've killed him in the
1: hallway before. You can do a thrust you've got attack.
0: To, yeah, you've got, to, you've got to do the thrust attack, I think.
1: But it's it's wide enough that you can do a slash.
0: Okay.
1: Um and it, so you pop out, you 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 pursue this guy and you climb up a ladder. You had to go down a ladder earlier after Asylum Demon. Oh, you went downstairs, stairs? There's a stairs or a ladder? One of the two. But you you climb back you climb up a ladder and you find you're in the room with the first bonfire again where the asylum demon was. And that do- and you could open up that door that does not open from this side and Get that first bonfire again, and that'll become your new checkpoint. And uh, you walk up to the asylum demons' doors, thinking, "Aha! I, you know, I've
0: got I, powered yeah, up. Yeah,
1: I've got I've got a shield now. You also picked up uh, along the way your weapon that varies by your class, but is is always going to be better than the broken sword. And it uh, says that you, these doors are no longer locked open. by
0: some contraption. Yep,
1: can no longer use those doors." So you have to figure out, okay, what what do I do from here? And this is uh, this is a hard part of the game. This is the first the first puzzle, I think.
0: It is likely it is it is uh, very common people will get to this point and then just start doing a loop.
1: Yeah, they'll just run through all of the areas that they've already cleared because uh, so there is a staircase. So behind the door that uh, the door that does not open from this side that you just opened. There is, you had to walk down a staircase to get up there, and you could walk up a staircase. And as you walk up the staircase, a zombie rolls a giant metal ball down at you. And probably knocks you over. So... There was... There is enough time to react to it. But you probably didn't react to it, because it's a very small window.
0: this uh, This is where the developer messages to backstep. I think this is also where the developer messages to roll. Either one is going to be very valuable right on this set of stairs.
1: Anyway, so you get you, you get knocked over by this giant ball and then you get back up and you kill the dude who rolled it at you out of anger and revenge. And, right, and there's a locked door. Yeah, right behind it is a locked door. <laughs> Which is why people get confused like, "Oh, where do I go now? I can't find another exit." They start looping.
0: At this point, you have exhausted every potential path
1: yeah so you turn around you walk down the stairs and ideally this is this is really well set up i really like this is i think the pinnacle of design tutorial in this stage you walk up and the it's stairs, already been foreshadowed yep you walk up the stairs you get the, the ball rolls down you find the locked door you have to turn around and walk back down the stairs there's no other way for you to go because it's just a hallway And as you're descending the stairs, you see that the wall where the wall behind sort
0: of the first off, where did the ball go? Yeah,
1: that has blown a blown a hole in the wall that it smashed into. And you can go through there. And by forcing you back down those stairs, you have to look at the wall not having a hole uh, that, that did not have a hole now has a hole in
0: it. Although probably you're just going to jump off the side of the stairs because it's faster than walking all the way down every step. Yep, uh, you have to see it.
1: I guess guess you could probably manipulate the camera such that you never actually see it because you're holding it in a weird place, but the average first-time player is going to get some visibility on that giant gaping hole in the wall. And you have to proceed into that hole to progress.
0: And and here, somebody gives you a big old mechanical feature.
1: Yep, you get your, your healing item. And the key to that locked door at the top of the stairs. Um, yeah, an NPC gives you the plot of the the plot of the game,
0: and these probably these also buttons. the person canonically who has been leaving you all these messages too. Maybe he uh, unlocked the door for you.
1: Well, he, he didn't yeah, unlock the door. Around. He
0: he, g- he gave you the key to get out of your cell. Yeah. 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 He th- he threw a body down with the key on the which body. had a key yeah. on it.
1: Yeah. There was a key sticking out of that body, and then you so. You unlock that door at the top, and you come across your first group encounter, where there are multiple enemies at the same time. But what is it? It's two two zombies with a sword and one with a with a bow, right? And they're around yep. a corner. So here, you can tr- uh, you you have a couple a couple things that the game teaches you. One, try drawing them out one at a time, which you can totally do. You can you can get one of them to see you, and he will pursue you around the corner, and you can fight him one on one. Because if you try to engage all three of these guys at once, you'll probably die. And the second lesson is, break it, when enemies are in groups, use the terrain to break them up. So even if you, you know, the two with the swords will both run at you if they see you, and you will have to fight both of them at once. But the one with the bow will never chase you. So you can run back around the corner and no longer get be peppered with arrows. You, you dispatch both of those, then, then what happens?
0: Well, uh, you've got two options. Uh, you can walk around with your shield up and take care of the archer. Uh, and then uh, you can go to this glowing white wall that you've never seen before. Or you can uh, walk a little further down the path where uh, you will find a uh, probably the toughest normal monster that you've seen yet.
1: Yeah, this guy is probably a little bit out of your league. But he's totally
0: doable, and uh, the game suggests that you parry him.
1: Yes, uh, he has a good he he has a large wind up on his. He's just like a an, a zombie, but he's got a, a sword and a shield, yeah, which is more than the other guys had. So you can uh, he's he's got a large wind up. It tells you how to parry, and it, you can practice on him a little bit. I found this to be Although, useless, uh, but. I'm sure that yeah. somebody somebody has gotten a lot of value out of parrying, I'm sure. But as a this wizard, is... it was not
0: <laughs> yeah. This is a dead end. The other end of this room is a locked door.
1: Yes. So you've also seen that there are three types of doors at this point. You've seen does not open from this side, which is an, a door that is unlocked on one side. You've seen closed by Which some is weird, because those
0: doors are almost always... Bars that you could trivially reach through and <laughs> are, are you suggesting
1: that there's some ludonarrative dissonance? I, uh, uh-huh. Not a lot, but perhaps there's
0: some. Yep.
1: So there's the locked by some contraption, which you don't know how to open yet
0: at this point. I think that's the only door that does that. I in think the game. any
1: door that is closed um, by a lever or like a pulley that you have to pull on is closed by some contraption.
0: The big door in Orlando I think, is uh yep. Locked by some contraption. Yep.
1: And then there is just locked, which you need a key for.
0: Well, I mean, there's a fourth type, which is door that opens. Oh,
1: sh- sure. <laughs> okay, I guess, I guess you got me there. There's also a fifth type, which is a hole in the wall without a door on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, this door, you will not be able to open this on this visit. Yep. But you don't know that it's yet. A, it may be another half of the game before you...
1: You could actually never open this door. Like yeah. you might never come back here. Odds are you will, Odds are, if you are playing this game without any spoilers whatsoever, you will never come back here.
0: Also, if you're doing that, don't listen to this podcast first.
1: Yeah. So, you you walk back and you have to go through this white door. Before the white door, there is another developer message that says, uh, "Like what is it? Attack, attack button, whichever, whatever that is for your control scheme of choice."
0: While, uh, right bumper for plunging attack.
1: Yeah, for plunging attack. You walk through, and you're on this teeny tiny little ledge, and you're back in the room with the asylum demon. He knows you're there. He's, he, he, he hears you coming through the fog, and you're on this little ledge, and he's looking up at you. <laughs> and you can just drop right down with a plunging attack right into his face, and takes off and like a third of his
0: health. 33% rate. of his, yeah.
1: If you take too long, he will uh, get frustrated and just jump up and knock you off, and that will suck. Destroy the platform. Yep. The new weapon that you have does enough damage that you can take chunks out of his health bar pretty easily, and maybe be- ten or fifteen. Yeah, strikes. Yeah, maybe. And you know that might vary. If you're a sorcerer, you'll have to. You'll probably use some some soul arrows, or if you're a pyromancer, you'll use some pyromancies.
0: If you haven't yet, uh, this is a very very good place to put into practice your rolling technique. Yes,
1: because this guy has
0: massive swings, but they are very will easy to you. dodge. Yeah. yeah yeah all of his attacks
1: are very telegraphed so this is a I, this is a boss that I have seen many many people beat on their first try on their first time through the game once they're once they get there just like this is not a tough boss even for a complete Souls baby
0: yeah I feel like his damage output is so low and he knocks you back a whole bunch and you can just get up and dust yourself off
1: yeah it looks like you would take a lot of damage but you don't once you beat him, you can the, walk through the door, the door that he's guarding. The,
0: yep, he drops the big a key. pilgrim's key.
1: Walk up a path to a to a little nest, and a bird will grab you and and take you away to the to the main game. Take you out of the tutorial
0: land. So that's and you're done with this place yep. for uh, for the time yep. being. It's the end of the undead asylum. Do you think that Do you think that that locked door is supposed to tell you that you can come back later? You know, I think it's
1: supposed to stick in your memory as a thing yeah. that you didn't do.
0: Yep. Is uh, I'm always mentally mapping things out, and I have this low level anxiety that uh,
1: you'll permanently miss something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it, it it does. It it tells you that like you didn't do something. Whether there's also something like this when you when you're in the, f- the zone with the first bonfire after the after the thing like where you where the ball rolls down, there is also an item on a broken staircase Mm, that you cannot get. So between those two things...
0: If you're very good at uh, mapping out interior spaces, you will be able to tell that that locked door leads around to that item. Yep,
1: and other stuff as well, but you don't know that yet.
0: Also, there's a uh, brief glimpse, a very brief glimpse, uh, right when you have started the game and you leave that prison cell. Uh, If you look to the right through these uh, bars... Uh, you'll see a massive giant demon just stomping around in piles of gold.
1: Right, and I would say that that doesn't mean anything because he looks identical to the demon that you actually fight. So that is probably a thing that you will conclude is the same guy, even though
0: it is not. Probably, yeah. But you've never been to that room before.
1: Right, but that doesn't mean that that room is accessible. And Dark Souls does a thing where if you see a place, you're probably going to be able to get there, but the game has not taught you that yet
0: Hmm.
1: especially if you're used to other video games like that very much feels like set dressing
0: oh hey uh what a finely detailed skybox
1: yeah exactly so i guess to recap this game you know this is this is maybe the most overt teaching area due to it having developer messages tell you what to do but the important things that it teaches you without literally tutorializing are the environment is changeable based mm-hmm. on the your actions or the actions of enemies. And I think that that, aside from like very basic gameplay functions, is maybe the most important thing that you get out of this. That you are in control of your environment.
0: What are some later examples of this?
1: Draining water from areas. Opening doors is permanent progress even if you die, which is not the case in many video games. Mm. But the world has interactions, right? That's that's really what it's telling you. Like, you you have control over it, but they're, like... I don't
0: suppose... Is it possible to die after the Asylum Demon, but before... You could just
1: jump off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're, they're, you, you can just fall to your death.
0: That would be... That is not on the mandatory path.
1: Well, you have to, you have that, to walk past that... the cliff to get to the, the nest. Right. But, like... You're probably not going to jump off. That seems like a probably dumb idea.
0: Not. They're not going to put a lesson after that. Try ride. jumping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if if you do die, uh, you will spawn at the bonfire and then find out that the boss is permanently dead. Sure.
1: Which but goes against the thing that says yeah. enemies respawn at bonfires, but also it makes
0: sense. Not consistent, and it is not even consistent across enemies. Like you can't you can't just split it into normal enemies versus bosses, right? Boss right. class.
1: Some enemies respawn and some do not, and there doesn't seem to be a strict set of rules. All bosses it don't respawn.
0: Seems... Most mini
1: bosses don't respawn.
0: I think the closest you can you can call it is that if a monster is a significant su- progress gate. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like if if there's a monster that is uh, super outclassed for the zone that he's in.
1: Or unique in his function. Yeah. Uh, so f- further examples of this from later in the game are the uh, necromancers in the catacombs. And boy, am I excited to talk about the design of the catacombs <laughs> because that is maybe the best designed zone from tutorializing without telling you anything.
0: Uh, the uh, the channelers. Yep. Until you meet them in the zone that they are from. Right. And then they're they, just normal uh, mooks. And the uh, the black knights again until you meet the zone that they're from. Oh, they're not from it. Those are the silver knights, though. Yeah, yeah. That's... No, aren't they black knights in the uh, in the kiln? Oh, yeah. I guess they are. Yeah. I, I guess I got that zone. That's, um, that's not technically where they live. That's not where they're from. That's
1: where they turned right. black.
0: Right? Oh no, I guess that's it's funny. not. No, they
1: turned black uh, in isolith, So then they, they're they Yep. Those are just so that I guess that there are always enemies there. Yeah. Anyway, the,
0: these are all lessons that uh, further darters, future uh, Town zones will be teaching us. Yep. Oh man, I hate those blow Yeah. But like, why don't they respawn?
1: Uh, because they're annoying. <laughs> so uh, we can talk about that when we get to the Blighttown episode, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. So that's it. That's it for this zone. You've you've learned a bunch of stuff. Something so what I what I was gonna say that my friend told me when she she played through this zone and then finished and she said It's really interesting that Dark Souls presents itself as a hack and slash game. Like you just mow through the like, oh it's a bunch of enemies, let me just swing my sword at them and they'll die. Oh gosh. And she played it that way for the entire asylum and didn't really die a lot, but had a really tough time. She also didn't learn that you could lock on. Because there is a thing telling you can you can lock on mm. But it's just a picture of the the stick. It doesn't tell you to, like, press the stick. It doesn't tell you, like, R3 or whatever that button is. Yeah. So she fought everything in the Asylum without ever locking on to it. And, I like, it. it, it it's that way is, harder.
0: To, I played as a sorcerer, mm-hmm. and locking on is essential.
1: It's way harder to play a ranged class without locking on, especially a magic class.
0: Oh, man. Oh, crossbow without locking on?
1: Mm-hmm. It's doable. Nicole, our friend, uh, played through all of Demon's Souls not knowing you could lock on just the entire game and beat and beat it. Yikes. So, like, it can be done. It's just hard.
0: There are benefits in Melee to not locking sure. on. Sure. You yeah, know, there are benefits. And I think to, that you'll be a stronger player for that.
1: Anyway, so what she said, after, yeah, she said the game, that something that the game taught her, just naturally while playing it, was that If you play this game the way that it appears you should play this game based on your meta knowledge of video games, you'll just die. You you, you won't be able to play this game. You need to be incredibly methodical in your approach to combat and really, really careful in the way that
0: you do anything.
1: So what's the story for our next episode?
0: Next time we are talking about Firelink and Upper Berg. Our normal weekly slash bi
1: podcast is called Red Pages Podcast. We interview content creators, mostly game developers, about what it's like to make video games uh, and field questions from the listeners and the fans. I, I think it's good.
0: It's definitely fun for us. Yeah,
1: maybe you will too. We've had all sorts of really, really excellent guests. We're super fortunate that people are willing to talk to us. And so maybe check it out. Maybe start with a more recent episode and not one of the first episodes. So if you want to uh, write in and talk about some piece of Dark Souls design that you found really interesting or helpful or something that you learned from Dark Souls through the act of playing uh, as it relates to... The upper, the upper berg or Firelink Shrine.
0: Oh, or or any uh, feature or past. You can write into us
1: at uh, the Red Pages Podcast at gmail.com or through our contact form on our website, RedPagesPodcast.com. Oh yeah, we also have a Patreon where you can support us making these podcasts at patreoncom redpagespodcast. Our goals are things like better equipment for recording and the ability to record more podcasts and the removal of ads from our website. So that's that's the end. I'm gonna say good goodbye. Goodbye. Night. Have a have a good Dark Soul podcast.
0: You and this land are one. Oh man! Now this is gonna be the first episode that we record for a, in a very long time where uh, you don't start by saying. Oh, yeah, and this is episode number...